0: Welcome back to What Happened to Us with Nate and Hugh, and Stacey's still on sabbatical at this point in time. So, recovering from the surgery that we heard went well?
1: has gone well. I've talked to her many times. It went well. She's good. Great to hear.
0: Yes. So, happy to hear that she's recovering, but, you know, give her a little bit of time. You know, we did that with you, but you wanted, like, what, a week off?
1: Uh, I took a week off, but more so because my surgery was, was on the day we record like true yeah mm-hmm. i but the going i think when i listened after the fact to my first episode after that i was still on a lot of pain medication and you could sell that i was on pain medication
0: yeah it worked just fine yeah in my opinion i mean i'm
1: i'm, I'm, I'm normally drunk in every episode but at that time you could tell <laughs> it, was, it was noticeably different
0: happy hour hit ha- a little early in st louis
1: uh oh yeah you know time time differences and whatnot i start drinking at um
0: three o'clock la time is there time what is time it, it, exactly? Flat circle. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Yes, or uh, Revenge of or the th- Fifth.
1: Uh, I was gonna say May the Fifth be with you, but okay,
0: Revenge of the Fifth. I like that. Or, or should it be Revenge of the Sixth? sixth? You it know, should be
1: Revenge. the Sixth makes more sense, but I don't know. Because you're gonna have that hangover
0: on the fifth. From uh, the fifth. Well,
1: no. Well, the hangover would be on the sixth, wouldn't
0: it? Yeah, that's why Revenge of the Sixth yeah. from Cinco, right, yes, so yes, yeah. Cinco de Mayo. Right. Yes. Give Cinco de Mayo its day, and then. Which is still like one of those weird ones where you see the memes popping up. Where, uh, what is the Twilight Zone meme? Where Cinco de Mayo that? fell on Taco Tuesday, and you know oh. there's a virus named after a Mexican beer, and no one's going to be going to a bar. So.
1: No, no, and you know, as 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 you know, today's the day that uh, Cinco de Mayo. The. It, it commemorates the anniversary of the independence of Mexico from the Alamo in 1948, if if I'm getting my years and um, historical dates correct. And it also marks the 1848 that, or 1948?
0: No, 1948. Oh, okay. Everything I just said was not true. Yeah, I know. Those, That's what it's like. I'm like, wait a second. Um, and it also coincides with the invention of the margarita, obviously. Obviously. That has to be the case. Because why no, not? It's,
1: it's, it's the yearly thing where people... Well, people don't care why they sell. People don't care no. about St. Patrick's Day. They don't care about what St. Patrick's Day is. It's I mean, they drink.
0: Why do you want to celebrate a Welshman? So I wouldn't. Well, you do St. Patrick's Day. Eh?
1: I don't celebrate St. Patrick's
0: Day. Mm. But for green the beers, green beers for amateurs. It's, oh, it is definitely indeed, that. I yep. I do not miss the green beer at all. No, and but the, but it, it always was
1: entertaining when bars would have continue to have the green beer for like days afterwards because they would just wouldn't you know the cake you know the keg as, didn't as kick the, the 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 you know the beers the beer is 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 dyed green in the keg yeah. like prior to you tapping the keg so so it's just real that's how you can tell how well a bar did on saint patrick's day if they're still serving you green beer a week later they didn't have that great a saint patrick's day
0: or they overthought it and nobody wanted to drink or they beer. really yeah really did i mean yeah that's true
1: um oh yeah think yeah think of the mile they you know Nobody, that people just love to, they love to wear their culturally appropriated, um, inappropriate outfits, Uh, a lot of white, like I'm really sad not seeing the photos this year of all the white kids in sombreros and fake mustaches, and those, um, What I don't know, not a poncho, but that, it's like a traditional Mexican, um, you know, like a.
0: Oh, the it's yeah, like the, the knit, bandoliers. The, we, bandoliers. We used
1: to call we used to call them
0: bajas. Like it's almost
1: like a baja, like a it's like a hoodie sort of. You know the oh, thing the, I'm talking about? Yeah,
0: yeah, like the tunic type thing where it's like just. Yeah, it's a poncho. Yeah, yeah. I is thought, it, or is it?
1: Is it a poncho? I think, I think mean, it might be, be a poncho. I mean, I know what a poncho is, but I don't know if that
0: is, specifically was called a poncho. I, I know what you're talking about with like it was a big surf culture from yeah, yeah. back in it the eighties. Yes, exactly. It the stripes very, and the pattern, like the yeah patterns.
1: Yeah, the patterns almost look like a, like Native American patterns. Yeah, too. like yeah, yeah very, which makes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. So you see you see a lot of uh, a lot of white. Uh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to just you know generalize that it's only white kids doing it's it. But it's white. It's only
0: it's mostly white kids. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's yeah, and they the airborne it's,
0: it's, that guy, that's
1: yes. yes. Yes, that's why I associate it with Airborne. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. One of Jack Uh, Black's finest. Classic movie.
1: One of the, uh, I'd say, top two or top three best rollerblading movies of all time. Uh, Um, Hackers being being one, Prayer of the Rollerboys being two.
0: Um, Solar
1: Babies? Solar Baby. Okay. So we could do a a five list. Which was, was Solar Babies the one with Corey Haim? I.
0: Mm. Or was that
1: prayer? Of the, he was in one of them wasn't I think
0: it? it was the other one yeah. that you, you had mentioned
1: prayer, prayer of the Roller Boys yeah well,
0: I see. guess
1: you could you could call, um a Rollerball
0: I guess Rollerball but that's Roller the, Skates oh well, no the second the, one the newer the remake.
1: One. The, well the newer one that we don't like to talk about
0: which is uh, I know the writer of that Rollerball as well as he the, wrote U.S. Marshals
1: oh really yeah all
0: John Pogue oh, he okay. also did Ghost Ship I believe ah classics yes three classics no he's a script doctor he's been a script doctor for a while but that is a a nice kick to have yeah yeah pays well it turns out you don't get any credit but pays the bills who needs credit uh
1: that's what carrie fisher did for a long time like she 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 was uncredited for like fixing multiple multiple movies
0: oh yeah she was a very good writer
1: yeah and she just and she didn't care about the credits so she did it
0: yeah Jason Patrick was in Solar Babies. And, really? Yep, he was the. I obviously he was the, the main guy, in that one. Uh, Jamie Gertz. Also. Ah, ah so there's a, a name.
1: Uh, well, no, they, it's it's yep. they Lost Boys.
0: they re
1: teamed from Lost Boys, unless that was before Lost. That was Boys, before Lost Boys, I believe. Was, it was really?
0: It was eighty six. Lost Boys was eighty seven. So they you know they did back to back movies together essentially.
1: Yeah, Jamie Gertz had a weird career trajectory. Like she was, she was big in the like she had a she had a solid run of uh, of hits there. She, she had Lost Boys. She had less than zero.
0: Uh, Sixteen Candles. She, she was a, in.
1: It, she was in Sixteen Candles.
0: Yep. She huh. was. Uh, she played Robin. I think it was one of the friends. Oh, okay, so that that must have been real early on if she wasn't even like. But she had that yeah. TV show that went for four years, still standing.
1: Yeah, yeah I was gonna say that was, but that was um, that was right in the heart of that. I forget the comedian that played
0: the. Um, uh, the The husband, yeah. Give me two seconds. I'll have that for was you. That, the, that was uh, that, Mark Addy, the Englishman. Yeah, man.
1: he's the Englishman who's playing American. It, he, it was part of that. There was that whole like mid aughts uh, time when the, the standard sitcom. I think the. I think what was the Kevin James one called? King of Queens. King of Queens. There King was. King of Queens hers. kind of started. It. There's the one that had Mike O'Malley and Anthony Clark. I forget something. In lo- yes, ma'am. Or yes, ma'am. So it was
0: called. Was
1: it called Yes Men? It was something. Anyway, it was the whole the Jim Belushi show. According to Jim, it was yes. a whole string oh, no, it's not of,
0: Yes Men. Yes, dear.
1: Yes, dear. I right? knew it was something like that. The, those whole string of shows where it was like they were they were led by the, the comedian. You know, the comedian lead. Like usually it was a known comedian, like a Kevin James. Well, Kevin James wasn't known, you know, no. so much or a Jim Belushi. And it was just that, it was all these schlubby lead guys and their their wives on the show were always way too attractive for 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 those men. Like,
0: like Jamie Gertz married to this, what was it? Mar- Co- yeah, Courtney Thorne Courtney, Smith
1: Courtney to, to James Belushi, Leah Remini to, to Kevin James. Like it was, the casting on those was absurd. Yeah, but it worked. Uh, it's not to, and it's not to say that the couples like that don't exist in real life, but it was just specific to these comedies of the mid aughts where it was like overweight, schlubby white comedian who gets the lead of a show. Let's hire a really hot actress to play the wife, <laughs> which, you know, whatever. Hey, it works out. So true. According to Jim, according to Jim, might still be on. They might. That thing never stopped running. Sixteen or seventeen by now.
0: Well, you think about that with like the Kevin King of Queens. That that's in syndication forever. I have a feeling.
1: Oh yeah, and he well his second show kind of fizzled. What Kevin? That that is it called Kevin? I don't. yeah, 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 Yeah. Where. where he, yeah, where it it was, it was supposed to be a new, completely new sitcom, but then they, they, he had a wife on the show who was played by an actress named Erin Hayes. And they just, they decided, I think the, the, the ratings were not
0: too. Kevin too can wait, wait for was it. what it
1: was called. Kevin can wait. Okay. I knew it had his name in it. Yeah. Ratings weren't doing so good. So then they cast Leah Remini as a recurring character on it. And then, then they're like, okay, these, these two have chemistry. So we're basically just going to do King of Queens again, and they wrote his the, the woman who played his wife off the show, and then Leah Remini became the, the lead. So basically,
0: reboot uh, King either, of Queens. Yeah, it's yeah. Ha- well, they did it with the. Well, let's should we even bring up the Cosby? You know the mm. second the second Cosby show.
1: Well, the second one it's just it just called Cosby. Um, yeah, that one was. I mean, we've talked about it on the pod before. That one was different just because. Uh, uh, they, they tried to go away from the characters they played. Like I believe right. they were in in Cosby. They were, they were not playing Theo and or no or Cliff it, and, but... and um. Oh her I name? forget her what, name. I remember, what was her name, something Huxtable. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they they were not playing because you know in, in the Cosby Show they were very I don't say very wealthy but very well to do family that lived in like a nice I believe it. Claire Claire Huxtable. Like. Claire Huxtable. Well, that's it. She was a lawyer. He was a doctor. They were a very well-to-do family. Right. In Cosby, in the on Cosby, they, it was him and Fleece Rashad again, but they were playing a more middle class, working class. I don't recall what their jobs were, but so they they tried to make it not similar. Yeah. To to that, um, and the only th- I don't I don't even remember if they had kids on the show, but I remember Madeline Kahn was on it. She that was one the last thing she did wow. before she passed away. I
0: forgot Madeline yeah. Kahn. There's she, a...
1: pl- she played the. Go ahead. She was like their friend, neighbor. She was she was like supporting cast, but she was in every episode.
0: Really? But yeah,
1: she she's Malin Khan's awesome.
0: Oh, She is. She was like, I, it. It's unfortunate, like, obviously. That you know, talent does disappear in time. But hopefully, kids will be able to figure out that she's probably one of the best comedic actresses of the time or the era.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, and she's you know just based. I mean, from, from Mel Brooks alone, like, oh. if, is, I, I mean, she and Gene Wilder, I'd say, were of that era, were two, you know, two of the best, and they were in all those movies together. I, I, I were, you know, I'm, I'm sure the children of today probably aren't that familiar with Gene Wilder. Well, they probably think Johnny Depp was Willy Wonka.
0: Oh, God. You know, you think about that is, obviously, we have an era of film that we are self-taught from the 70s. 60s, 70s, like, you'd have to, we have to go back and watch, and what, because our era starts in, like, the 80s, you know, whatever classics are made, but you, the kids today have to go back even farther, there's so many more films and catalogs of films that they have to watch just to catch up in comparison to what we had to do,
1: you know? my, uh, my, co- my cousin, uh, she has a 17 uh, year old daughter. Right. And this past weekend, she, her husband, uh, also my cousin, and their daughter, they did a 90s dinner, 90s night. Okay. Where it was not just dinner. Um, well, they ended up scrapping the 90s dinner part. Like, they didn't have a 90s theme meal because what in the hell? What, I don't even know what you do for a 90s theme meal.
0: The Peach Pit?
1: I like, I, I don't know. I don't know I, what but there I is. But I, I would say the same thing about an 80s theme meal. What what exact see the the um you know we have a a friend our friend Brachi used to love to host uh, seventies night seventies dinner party meals which and those were more specific to the seventies because she made she would make specific dishes that you just don't see anymore. Like she did one that had chicken Kiev, right? Which is something that you don't see anymore. She did one with beef beef stroganoff, yeah, something else you don't see anymore. So these are more just meals that have gone by the wayside and kind of evolved out of. But if you were to tell me what a 90s meal would be, I mean, outside of us going with brands and you're, you know, you start talking, you just start rambling off things like specific things that yeah yeah things like yeah I anything microwavable lunchables like yeah. but, but I'm but so once you start getting into brands, sure, but if you're just gonna say i'm gonna cook a nineties meal cook, that's not I can't think of anything
0: I, I don't know what you would do it would have exactly. to be something like f- like dietary kind of themed you know everything kind of shift like health health movements and things like that, I guess you would have to do a little bit of research
1: well, I mean if you I, if you just, I mean, black tar heroin was kind of the of the thing meal of the day in the '90s. Yeah. So like, I mean, I don't think they did. I don't think they did black tar heroin. I would hope not, but old daughter, but no. But so they did a. So what they did was a it was a themed night where they dressed up as characters from from the '90s, the Netflix uh, okay. movies, um, and then they were going to watch a '90s movie. And she was asking my suggestions for their because you know their seventeen year old was born in two thousand three. Oh, yeah. They, they settled on Clueless, which um, she had never seen. Okay. Like, which was, I, I was, I and mean, I was very curious, because I'm like, what would a, I mean, you know, Clueless to us, or at least to me, I have not watched it in a while, but I've, I've watched it fairly recently in the last few years. And I feel like it, it's hard to say holds up, because it's very much of its era. But at the same time, we were part of that era. So to us, it holds up. In much the same way that if you go back and watch John Hughes movies now, you might think, oh gosh, is that the way you know? Is that why? Is that how people dressed and spoke and all that? Not, not even the John Hughes movies, because they actually were more realistic. But something like Valley Girl, right? You know, something where they're just kind of over the top. Like nobody actually talked like the characters in Clueless until well, it was kind of like a self perpetuating thing, where a self perpetuating prophecy type thing where people started talking like they did in Clueless after Clueless because they were talking like the characters in Clueless. Nobody really talked like that.
0: No, which is that. always funny.
1: Yeah, and they can, and it's things. Well, movies like like Valley Girl could have been the same way. Like Valley, the, the Valley accent, still to this day, still has like a you know a, a reputation. Like when you say Valley Girl, you know everybody knows what you're talking about. Right. But like the I, in all the time I lived in L. A., even even in Orange County as a kid, I never actually came across anybody that spoke like they did in the movie Valley Girl because that
0: was so over the top. Is it partly because the city of L. A. is so just? no one lives here no one's from here for the most part that's that could be
1: like if you talk to um you know well we have we have a number of several local like native friends yeah um and and, and the thing is is the valley is so damn big i'm not i'm not entirely sure where exactly when you say somebody you people i mean if you're
0: just giving the people a context if you're giving of like a this.
1: generic like if you if yeah if you say you're from the valley people are like oh okay but the valley is so big that you... that could be a, that could be eight or nine different cities. Exactly. Like and it and, it, and it, different ones have different reputations. Like, you know, for the longest time, the valley had kind of a bad reputation. Like if you know like in, in clueless Helen clueless she she refuses to go anywhere south like uh, you know on that side of Sunset. Right. Like um, it's like a running joke, and like uh, I think that
0: joke continues even though the valley's improved over the years. But... Oh, now that I, I, gosh! Over the last few years, I'd say the Valley's a better place to live. I, I, I would agree with you. Like,
1: there are certain areas for sure. I mean, that's where Benihana is. <laughs> um, gotta
0: live near there. That lunch special, man.
1: But, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. They don't have Benihana. They don't have Benihanas in St. Louis. And I, yet I, because I'm on the Benihana mailing list, I get like they, they are. Um, they are a Jones in for some business. Mm-hmm. Like I'm getting, I'm getting emails from Benny Hanna left and right. Like it's Mother's Day is coming up. Celebrate your mom. And I guess they do do like takeout. Not
0: the which, same as it. You know,
1: no, no, and I no. Like they always did takeout, which always just kind of defeated the purpose. Like I'm not sure how well that food travels. Like anyway, but you know, part of the the. I mean, the food is obviously top notch, but it's also part. You know, being there is part of the. You know. It's part of it's, it's, where dinner is the show.
0: Exactly. You know, that's what you pay for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, but,
0: oh, so yeah, so back to, to the Clueless. Clueless.
1: So, they, yeah. so yeah, so they watch, and I was impressed, although it's, um, uh, her, the daughter's choice in outfits was funny. She has a very eclectic style. Okay. And she ended up uh, wearing se- like she came out in the '70s out. Well, came out. I mean, she—they sent me pictures. Right. Uh, my-, my my cousin and her husband went as Wayne and Garth, which is always top notch. Can't go wrong there. You uh, cannot go wrong with Wayne and Garth. Um, the daughter came out in '70s attire, and it- 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 it's so funny. I-, I knew the moment I saw it what she was going for. She's going for days Infused. Right. Which is a nineties movie, but it it can it, for some reason I looked at it. she was actually dressed up almost exactly like the um Joey Lauren Adams character. oh wow, the days sister confused specifically to that character, like the outfit was nearly identical
0: Wow that's impressive. Um, i
1: don't I don't even know if uh, Jenna's my the, the the teenager's name. I don't know if she was actually going specifically for that character or if she's just like, i'm going to dress seventies four days then confused, but it, in my head that just didn't click because i'm like well yeah dazing abused is a 90s movie but we all associate it with the 70s since that's
0: when it was based but we were all dressing like it was the 70s in the 90s
1: well the 90s was a the the 90s was it was like a uh i can't think of what term i want to use hodgepodge just like hodgepodge works where it just they assimilated all the stuff the only the only styles i can think of that were truly 90s were grunge yep um, cause grunge really hadn't seen that. You hadn't seen that style much before. And in the early nineties really had a lot of, or actually early to mid, um, had a lot of the super colorful things that, that you could probably associate with eighties too. But just, if you think of like all the ways that Will Smith dressed on Fresh Prince, right. like real bright colors, Yep. um, you know, like it's. Or, you know, other shows as well but Fresh Prince if you go back and look at it like those outfits were just so over the top and that, that I consider 90s I mean late
0: 80s as well there was a big 80s phase. too the 80s Gr- grunges, had a, neon the, 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 was uh, neon would, had definitely been more of the 80s than it was the 90s but bright yeah. bright colors I mean I remember having a lot of yellow back bag, in those days baggy like you baggy definitely baggy
1: baggy pants baggy, like Jenko's stuff like that I never those wore Jenko. Not...
0: did you ever wear Jenkos? no but no no
1: Good God, no! You, you met me? Yeah, I know, and but for, I'm for, like for our, for I didn't meet you back when might, you were a teenager. For the, our listeners that might be too young to know, Janko jeans were um, they were
0: uh, they were something kind.
1: They were uh, they basically just got wider and wider the lower they went from waist down. So the, the bottom of the legs, like bell bottoms, a very '70s style, obviously, like yeah. or '60s actually. Bell bottoms goes back to '60s. The you know those bell out and get wide at the foot. But like Janko jeans just keep getting wider as you're going down. It's like, it, I don't even know how to describe it. So by this, basically, by the time the the jeans hit the ground, you don't see your shoes. Yeah, like I, your feet are covered. And
0: it was a style that was, um, yeah, I from don't even, ravers. I don't even know. I I remember a lot of uh, the fans of the Insane Clown Posse wore those
1: juggalos. Yes,
0: that was a very oh, common they, pant wear for them.
1: They had to announce the canceling of this year's um, um what's the Juggalos festival uh, called? It's uh, called the <laughs> something. It's called the something of the Juggalos. It's like, um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, like, um, how do we get started on Django jeans? We're just talking uh, about nineties. 90s. Just nineties, 90s,
0: nineties oh, uh, dresswear. Uh, Gathering 30s, of the Juggalos. Yeah. Gathering of the Juggalos. That's yeah. That's kind of yeah. like. List.
1: The annual music music festival of the Insane Clown Pasty Who, if you were to be, if you were to tell me that they had more than one or two songs, I don't. I mean, I guess I believe you. I don't recall them. Right. But they have a huge following called the Juggalos.
0: I think Busey. Um, Busey's youngest son is a big Juggalo guy. Like he runs. Oh really? Yeah. I I have a feeling he has something to do with it. But interesting
1: um yeah oh so yeah so getting back so so they wanted to show her clueless which she had never seen and it uh, it did not hit with her it did not um connect really like she 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 enjoyed it but it, but you know when i when i talked to her about it afterwards i was like she you know it was like one of those things that when you're told about watching a classic movie and you're and you want to be nice to the person who's asking because you know that they love it so you just like, yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Like, it was very tepid, her response. Like, it was not an, oh, my God, this movie was incredible. Hmm. Which is, um, you know, if you ask anybody over the, I mean, Grant, she's 17 years old. Yeah. She, she, she wasn't, uh, that movie came, that that's celebrating its 25th anniversary this year. So that means it came out in 95. I'm... So she was not even born for another eight years. But, Got so, you obviously, you know, you have to talk to, to people a bit older, because her, obviously her parents loved it, because they were trying to get her to watch it, right. and, and I still think it holds up. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, nobody talks like that. Nobody ever really did talk like that. Like, saying as... Well, pe- like I said, people said as if, and things like that, Yeah, because of the movie. They weren't saying it before that. So, like, she, like Amy Heckerling, who wrote and directed it, basically created her own lingo, it became very popular, but it was not being
0: used before. No, ah, yeah, at least as far as we know. Then again, bracket. that's true.
1: That's true. I did not live in the you know, the movie takes place in like Bel Air ish, Beverly Hills, Bel Air. Um, You'd have to imagine that some
0: that, kids were talking like that out here or out in L.A. Well,
1: Amy, it, and, I mean, Amy Heckerling, the she had to have gotten that from somewhere. I mean, yeah. she 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 was older she was not of that age this was like clueless was not one of those things where it was a young person writing a movie about young people no she 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 had been around i mean she directed um
0: uh what else god she direct was it fast times did she direct fast times um i'm i'm looking it up for you but
1: Listen, cameron crowe wrote fast times but i want to say she might have directed it um but she 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 had been around since the 80s so she was like she was not a, a younger I mean she, I think she was in her forties when she made Clueless.
0: She did direct and, Fast Times, you are correct.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, and in, in another movie of its time that, that kind of created lingo that may or may not have been spoken at the time but um but did afterwards. Um but but Fast Times was different because it was actually it was written by Cameron Crowe and Cameron Crowe did a really cool thing where he, he the way that he wrote Fast Times was that he infiltrated high school. Like as he was a naughty student and right. just went and went to a high school. Acted as a student. I'm not sure how much the school knew about him doing this. I don't know if they would normally allow a a, a, a you know a, a non student to um, what is that called when when journalists go go along with the soldiers like like you know over in Afghanistan or the Middle East. They they there's a term for it when embed embed yeah. when a journalist embeds with the military. Um, I don't know if a school would necessarily allow that to happen, but if it was big enough high school maybe they didn't notice.
0: I know they do they allow uh, it for actors. Oh maybe yeah, Tom they Holland yeah, yeah. did a, it a, in uh, okay. Spider so, Spider-Man's I mean, well,
1: you know, I guess to an extent if, if if they're not, you know, impairing other students or doing anything to affect other students getting an education, they probably don't care. But yeah, but and Cameron Crowe was like a, a pro, you know a young prodigy. I mean, he based almost famous on himself. Yeah, so he, like he like so he he you know he like so his writing was so the, the basically the, the whole point of the story is that his writing on Fast Times at Ridgemont High was very much based in reality because he he witnessed these kids firsthand. Right. Amy Heckerling, certainly by the time a clueless was was twenty years removed from high school, but she was writing as if you know so I don't know if she hit it really heard this or if she was just making up her own thing. I don't know. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, it's a, it's an interesting way to think about it. It's just how the dialogue shifts from generation to generation. And we've, we were like, you think about our parents listening to how we used to talk and we were influenced by movies like radical and blah, blah, blah. Like the, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Ninja Turtles like affected our dialogue. Think about that. Tubular. Yeah. All those, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's just weird to think. And then millennials had their own, there's things I've looked up like millennial sayings, and I'm like, oh, just so I could, for dialogue purposes on my own, just to see if there's anything weird that I'm missing out on. over. The, and there are some weird like ones. Like so. Fetch? Yes, Fetch is one. But Fetch was fetch. used in Clueless, I think. Mean
1: Girls mean girl oh whatever f- yeah. fetch, it, that was the fetch in mean girls fetch was the, the term they tried to get going that never did mm. remember she kept saying f- fetch is never gonna happen <laughs> like trying you can't inv- you know it, much like you can't give yourself a your own nickname you cannot it, it's very hard to create your own lingo and get it going
0: it you does know, somehow really, it's, happen it's, it's, though
1: somehow yeah i mean hell i mean granted amy heckling had a much bigger platform but there were people saying as if and things like that for a while yeah uh, Wayne's World had its own you know the not just the movie just the Wayne's World characters like things like Schwing and you know the, some of those things stuck around for a bit they did actually didn't in Wayne's World they said as if too as if yeah 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 he says it too so he actually that was before clueless so there. he he may, he may have
0: created that i've always appreciated mike myers for reintroducing queen to uh, our generation
1: yeah that's um it actually the um it's bohemian rhapsody I mean, and you, you can tell like uh, how much like Wayne's World, you know, was um, how much I, I can't speak. I can't. I can't talk words today. That's okay. Like you, you, you can tell how much people knew Bohemian Rhapsody specifically from Wayne's World, as opposed to it being a well-known song prior to that. Based solely on the guitar when it hits the break and everybody starts headbanging. Yeah. Like if you listen, you listen to it at a bar where you see people are doing karaoke. Everybody headbangs at that exact moment when the when the you know the that musical break the rock section and that, kicks in and that was and that was based on the scene in, in Wayne's World Absolutely. so that's how you know and and I believe it I I could be completely wrong about this but I believe that it charted higher and longer after Wayne's World than it did when it came out I believe it
0: did like I like believe I, you're I right believe
1: there. I do I do think it did hit number one when it first came out in 1970 whenever but it charted for longer. When 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 *Wayne's World* came out, so yeah, it definitely reintroduced that. And then it was it was fun that they that Mike Myers they gave they had him play a little role in 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 *Bohemian Rhapsody* the movie. Yes. Which was kind of fun, except it was one of those roles that you actually might a lot of people
0: didn't even realize it was him. I I didn't, and I knew he was in it. I was just like, oh, I had to watch it a second time, and I'm like, oh, that's where he is, because I actually never really finished the movie. I was not a fan for some odd reason i just didn't Uh, like how it was put together it was
1: not it was not great it was it was fine you know i i I don't think he i mean rami malik's great i don't yes
0: i agreed i think the oscar win was worth it as him playing the character but as a movie as a whole i was just kind of like no
1: biopics are tough
0: they some really work though like ray was great
1: ray was good um straight out of compton was good yeah walk the line that was that was walk the line was good walk hard the dewey cox yes story, that dewey was cox, good. that's
0: fantastic you can't go uh, wrong there
1: yeah that one really holds up um like we discussed last week the buddy holly story yeah with, um Gary la Bomba. la, Bamba. la in-
0: with lou diamond
1: phillips another classic
0: you know, um, there there will well, be more. Good ones.
1: Well, except that we just named all the good ones, and that was over the last thirty some. Odd, no, that was over the last forty years. We named the good ones. So think about how many bad ones there were.
0: I mean, the Jackson story was great.
1: The uh, the, the, the mini
0: yeah, the mini series.
1: Yeah, the miniseries, that Jackson, yeah, what was it called? Like Jackson's and Americans. It was something like that. Yeah, that was a pretty good mini series. Um, I didn't see Rocket Man, but I heard. I, heard I enjoyed Rocket good. Man.
0: If I heard it's pretty. But it's not really a biopic, in the no, sense. No, no, that there's
1: a, that that one. You could, from from what I could tell, what they did with Rocket Man, where it was kind of yeah, it was it was not telling a, it was not telling his life story. It was not going in any sort of linear order. It looked like what they were doing with that is making a show, making a, a thing that would be custom made to turn into a musical on Broadway. Mm. Like that's that's what it looked like.
0: What about Great Balls of Fire?
1: Um, Great Balls of Fire was good.
0: The Doors. The Doors was good.
1: Okay, there were some
0: good ones. I liked the Beach Boys story.
1: I don't remember that.
0: Uh, it was. I think it was another made-for-TV kind of. Uh
1: oh. Okay. Yeah.
0: It, it felt. It fell in the lines like there was a f- uh, The biopic for uh, Tina Turner that was also like, the Temptations had one, like a lot. Of, they had a very similar style. They was shot the same way as the Jackson one was, and I. You know, I always find like learning a little. Given this is not the way you should learn via these kind of movies, like a documentary would be more and infor- more real. True. Yeah. But, yeah. But
1: the yeah. Uh, well, well, yeah. Speaking of Tina Turner, what's love got to do with it? Oh yeah, that was classic. Classic. So yeah, okay. So maybe I'm wrong, or that there, but but again, there, there there's got to be plays. bad
0: ones. I mean, there was a
1: particularly bad one was. Um, A Jimi Hendrix. There's a Jimi Hendrix biopic with Andre 3000, right? Andre 3000. But the reason that it crashed and burned and never got off the ground was that the uh, they the the Hendrix family didn't give him rights to any any not a single song. Oh wow! So they made a Hendrix biopic without using any of his music. That's That's going to be a problem. And that's another thing where you run a problem you run into, especially if the original artist or the estate of the original artist is. Still owns the licensing to, still owns the rights to the music. They won't. You can't make you can't make an unflattering movie about them. No. You know, like that's that's it's the thing where people run into like this. It's happening right now with this Michael Jordan documentary that's on ESPN. The last show, Michael Jordan's. Well, producer on it, like he—it's all of his footage, and he's a producer of the documentary, so right. they're not going to. It, it's all he has to okay everything. So, like, there's certain stuff that they have to leave out because he doesn't want it in it. And you're gonna you run into that same problem making a movie if, if, if you're if the family of the person you're portraying is like, we don't like how you're portraying this person, we're not going to give you the music. Then you were like, okay, fine, we'll we'll put him in a nicer light. You know, then you have some people who. You know who don't mind showing their warts and all, like well, Elton. I didn't see Rocket Man. I don't know how much they got into his drug use and very. And, and the, I mean, a lot. Well, and, I, and that leads me to my point, which is that Elton John is very open about that stuff. Like he's, he he, he, know, he knows that everybody knows his whole history. And he's like, you know what, I, that's fine. I'm not trying to hide anything, which is great. But, if it, but sometimes – and, and it, you'll find that a lot of the times when an artist is still alive and they give the green light to have their story made. Right. Um, but when, but if it, if it's in the if it's in the, the family now, if the family owns the rights, which is another reason, it's a you know that like the the gay family, Marvin Gaye's family is extremely litigious. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to his music, which Marvin Gaye himself might not have been, but his family is like that's how you know they really they nailed Robin Thicke when Blurred Lines came out.
0: Well, that was fair though because that wasn't that actually wasn't Robin Thicke. That was a uh, what's his face. Who produced it? The the oh, it, uh, well, Robin
1: Th- Robin Thicke ended up losing. He ended up having to
0: pay a lot of money. But you're right; it was um, Pharrell. Uh, Pharrell,
1: uh, Pharrell. Yeah. Or Pharrell. Or f- uh, what's
0: Pharrell. 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 But that was, yeah. You, you can even with the conversation. Like, it was just complete rip off, in my opinion. Yeah. And it was well. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. I mean, it wasn't blatantly just stealing the song like uh, like the Verve did with Bittersweet Symphony, where they just flat out stole. The, the yes. instrumental from from the Rolling Stones, um, but then
0: again, they put lyrics on it, which y- true. Stones but I mean, you do. you
1: can't just flat out steal. No,
0: but at the same point like, time, the Rolling Stones could have treated that a bit differently than they did. They just took all their money, because um, the yeah, Stones... they did.
1: The, the Verve made nothing from that, and song the
0: Stones just... stole so much.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the,
0: the I just you know gla-
1: Glass Houses and such. Yeah, but yeah. Um, <sighs>
0: But you know, hey, yeah. that's that's where we're we're at. We're we're going down the rabbit hole of uh, the biopics, and, and
1: okay, well, we can we can switch gears and um, uh, murder hornets. And I, uh, yeah, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to introduce a new segment. Um, that the working title of the segment is animals. What the fuck are you doing? Um, yeah, that's the new segment, um, and yeah, uh, all hell's breaking loose out there you it's um i don't know what's happening
0: where are i always just see murder hornets in the u.s that's all i well it's where it's
1: it's a it's a it's a it's a lovely headline it gets your it it grabs your attention Attention. away from everything else they say a good headline should really grab your attention and murder murder hornets in the u.s grabs your attention it's a little misleading um they're called they first of all they're not called murder hornets uh like officially i believe their official name is asian giant hornet which is, doesn't really sound a lot less threatening than murder hornet yeah giant hornet um and they, they're called murder hornets not because because they murder bees right not because they murder hum- like no humans they um but they they what they do to bees is straight up terrifying. they have these like they don't use a stinger. They use their, their jaws, and they basically decapitate bees with just their jaws alone. Right. But, but they evidently are supposed to be extremely painful. The way it's described for a human is if it, if it gets into you, if it stings you. or by, I'm still unclear about that because they use their jaws to kill bees, but then they also have a stinger. Yeah. So I'm, not, I'm confused on when they attack humans if they're going jaw or stinger. I think um, maybe both. Maybe both. But the way they describe it is it feels like hot metal just drilling into your skin. Jesus. Which sounds painful, but it's not the, – the, I, I actually heard – well, um, uh, Ron McGill, who's the zoologist that's on heard just today he was talking about him. He says that the danger to, to humans, the, the fact that they do kill humans, is, um, is more allergy-related. Like uh. these are the, the people that are dying from murder hornet stings slash bites are the same people that are dying from bee stings. Gotcha. Like it's it's they're not the and and the hornets are not aggressive towards humans. They don't set out to kill humans. But murder hornet is a hell of a name.
0: Yeah, no, uh, getting then, straight to th- the point there with that one. Shall we say? And
1: then, yeah, and then they said, you know, I was reading another uh, thing in TMZ where they had on a an animal expert. His name is like Coyote something or other. He has a show on the Animal Channel or something. Um, he was describing. He was talking about murder hornets and saying like, don't worry, you know, there ha- all these zoologists and all these animal experts are coming on the news, now being like, don't guys, stop worrying, you know, don't don't not go outside because there are murder hornets outside. Yeah. He, and then he opened up a whole new can. Of when he said he, he in the interview he said you know what like murder hornets aren't even the most pain they aren't even close to the most painful insect out there they're not even close to as painful as the executioner wasp and then he just let that slide they didn't ask a follow up question of what the hell is an executioner wasp and <laughs> who is naming these things
0: and hey that's a good question because
1: because <laughs> if you're if you're down, <laughs> I mean,
0: first off, the murder hornets are executioners.
1: They're executing bees, which is a problem in itself. In itself. That's ah. why we should be worried about. It.
0: Uh, I I just the, I, um, I just googled executioner wasp, so
1: yeah, they're they're it's still them killing bees is not good. It's not ideal. No, because
0: bees um, are dying off anyway. Bees are
1: bees are dying off anyway, and we need bees very badly. Yeah, um, to you know they, to pollinate and do all the things that bees do. Um. But yeah, but they they've been they said it's so well it's not funny, but there there was a I think as far as we know there was like one or two sightings of these murder bees in Washington state. Okay. Um, which which is how this whole thing's happened, but now the like department of um I guess it's agriculture has yes. been fielding calls across the country with people with sightings of, of giant horn of the of the murder uh, and they're getting mistaken um, for
0: European wasps or whatever the hell? Yeah, they're getting
1: confused for European, I believe it's European wasp or European hornet. Where They look very similar. Yeah. But like, so now it's become just like a they saw one or two and, and the entomologists are all over it. Like entomologists in that, in that area are like, they're on it.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, if, if they find a hive, they'll destroy it because, uh, you know, they, but they're not the one. See, if, entomolo- if the entomologist and the animal experts were worried about it, that's when you get worried. If, the, when it's a headline that everybody starts sees that name it's kind of in the same way if you're on a this is how i always felt about um, uh, turbulence on a on a plane right you know like if turbulence flight flying in general scares people a lot of people just get very nervous but well, we have several friends who who need to drink like who need heavily. to be, drink heavily just to get on the plane yeah. others who need to drink on the plane i've i've had friends that need to take valium because they get so scared of flying and nervous and have anxiety but and, and turbulence so even the most seasoned flyers turbulence can be can give you anxiety because it feel you know the, the plane is thrashing up and down although te- it really with what, what turbulence is is hot air pockets so the yeah. plane's actually going up not down you feel like you're dropping but you're not you're actually going up and then going down yeah but it's it's you're not you're not actually going lower than where you started you're going up you know whatever yeah it, I, it's, it's 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 yes it can be scary for somebody who gets nervous flying especially if you're in if you're flying most turbulence i've ever had in a, in a plane was uh, going to hawaii i've only been to hawaii once in my life but like hotter you know if you're going to places with more humid hot air the turbulence is insane um but anyway, my point here, which and I do have one, I promise. No,
0: no, no, is sorry. that
1: is that I, the no matter how bad turbulence gets, you can always tell whether or not it should be of any concern at all based on how the flight attendant or the flight crew in general are are behaving or you know, are acting. Mm. If they if they seem like if and I've I've seen it I've seen both ways, um, where if you see them if they're still doing the cart service if they're still going around like not even though it's it's shaking. Right. If they're going around like it's nothing, then it's you. you have absolutely nothing to worry about. If they, if they have to go back to their seats, sometimes they have to go back to their seats and get their seat belts on because it's really bad. Then that, that's a little bit more concerning. Or if you see them stressed in any way, but if they're just going about their business like still getting you a coke, then it's nothing to worry about. Right, right, right.
0: That's but, it. Uh, I mean, you're yeah. right, and and from what I can recall, because I've a, My di- oh, go ahead, go ahead.
1: My dad was in a uh, on a flight once. But he used to travel quite a bit, and he was on a flight once that had a really bad turbulence. It's the specific kind that causes the plane to actually drop several thousand feet. Yes. Um, I forget what the name of it is. It has some a special name, some sort of turbulence. And he said that the plane dropped so suddenly that they were they actually achieved weightlessness. Right. He it dropped dropped suddenly that he had a, um, a he he still remembers it vividly. A glass of V eight juice, a cup of V eight juice. That while the time they were dropping, it was floating in front of them.
0: Did he was he and able then, to grab it? Of course,
1: it? no. What? And you can imagine where that story is going once the plane writes itself and gravity comes you know, back to I mean, pl- gravity. I mean, you never really were, were. You never lost gravity, but you know that's how. That's how they. That's how they film non-gravity in in movies. Obviously, yeah. There, there's a, that
0: military the, cargo. plane. The vomit.
1: The vomit comets. How yep. they train astronauts, and it's they how they shoot movies like Apollo. It's so fast. Wow. Now we would really hey, whatever it, let's
0: go yeah apollo
1: 13 here we come like yeah the behind the scenes of them shooting apollo 13 like and you know so for anybody any listeners not aware the, they shoot it there's a plane called the that's i don't know the i can't think of the exact model number of the plane but it's colloquially, colloquially
0: colloquially known
1: as the vomit comet and it basically it goes up and down almost at i believe at 45 degree angles it climbs and then drops and then in that process of it dropping uh, essentially, everybody on the plane is weightless, or at least has the appearance and feeling of being weightless. This is how they train astronauts uh, to to know what the weightlessness is. But you're not actually weightless. You're falling at a different. You're everybody in the in the plane that's falling at that angle. Everybody's falling out of the sky. It's just you're falling at a different rate than the plane's falling, so it looks like you're floating. Right. Um. Yeah. And, and to and let you know.
0: Uh, the the plane is a KC-135-0-G. Okay.
1: So, so yeah, and I, and I don't know if that, if I mean, I'm sure that those are specifically rigged for that kind of flight. Like, I don't know if a, a normal KC-135 would be able to to drop and go up and drop like that. And the plane is very padded, as you might imagine. Well, yeah. <laughs> you, could, you, you don't want to you don't hurt anybody. I have, I have a feeling yeah, there's like, a few stains, too. There's probably a lot of... Yeah, well, the, it's called the Vomit Comet. There's yeah. probably a lot of things going on. They probably have to really wipe that bad boy down afterwards. Oh. Um, Especially when the amateurs yeah, like, are going up there. A lot of movies... Yeah, a lot of movies like... Um, like any movies that has weightlessness, usually generally, unless they do total CGI, which... Um,
0: has now become the, the norm.
1: And, I mean, it's, it's probably... Although, I, I mean, money-wise, it probably costs more, but just the, the practicality of, of shooting inside this plane. Because you... You, you only get weightlessness for a small, you know, the plane can't drop out of the sky forever. Like, it, it has to pull back up. Right. So you're, you're, only, you're, you're talking about getting weightlessness for in 30-second burst if that long at all, if, even if that long. I don't know. I don't know how long it can drop. But, like, and, and then you, talk, you think about movies like Apollo 13 where they're weightless for the bulk of the movie. Right. Like, I mean, just looking back at the, like, behind-the-scenes footage of, like, Ron Howard and all the crew like Ron Howard would be up in the plane with them. Like he went through it with them. But just the the practicality of doing that. And then you think, oh, well, we can just CGI that, okay. And then now today, I, I read that um, uh, SpaceX and NASA are are, are discussing working with. I'm, I'm I'm not familiar with studio. I bet it's Paramount, and you'll see why in a second. Um, oh, is right. working with the studio for to make. A movie in actually in space. Yes, like I heard about it, this. Yes. It's going to be a space-based movie that'll be shot in space. And the reason I say it's Paramount is because obviously the star is going to be Tom Cruise. Yes, because only Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise works with Paramount exclusively, and uh, or he used to. I don't know if he still does, but he, he used to book with them exclusively, and um, only Tom Cruise would do that shit. Because how else? How is he t- out? You know, top himself with. You know, being attached to the side of the plane in and, and Mission Impossible was that four, I think.
0: Uh, four I think or five. four or five and six.
1: Yeah. Well, every no, each one he. Yeah, he, he does his stunts. He had, to, he had to top himself each one. There was, I think it was four because I believe five was the one where he's hanging outside of the Burj Khalifa tower in in Abu Dhabi or yep. in uh,
0: Dubai. Six um, was the plane.
1: Yeah, he does. Oh well, no, six was the one where he was. I. Because Fallout was seven, the most recent one was seven, six.
0: Right. Oh, maybe seven six, was the plane, but seven... six was.
1: The, six, no, well, six was the one. No, seven was the one where he was in the helicopter, right. flying the helicopter around. Six was the one where he was in that underwater tank and almost drowned in real life. in right. his
0: character in the
1: movie drowned.
0: Which one was the one where had, he hit, he hurt his knee? Was that seven?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, that was yeah, that was jumping from one building, building to building. building. Yeah,
0: okay. The dude's crazy. The dude's
1: crazy. He's like, crazy because so I know if
0: you're rock climbing in the second one was him, the free climb. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's insane. And if so, if you were to say, what kind of actor could we get to do a movie in space? Um, it's a short list. Yeah, yeah. Him and Gerard Butler. Uh, maybe because Gerard Butler um, will do anything. Yeah, that's true. Well, Scott, Scotsman will probably. I mean, as uh, as Mike Myers, coming back to Mike Myers, as he famously said in. Um, and uh, so I married an axe murder. I think his finest work I, I mean, I think it's one in one a with Wayne's World, but you know, he he he, when he's talking about Scottish food, he said that he's he's convinced that all Scottish food is based on a dare.
0: He's not wrong, yeah, everything so, is deep um, fried, yeah, yeah, pizza's Haggis deep is, fried, um, something. It,
1: well, um, yeah, eh. I remember the first time I saw a scotch egg on a menu and I looked at what a scotch egg was. And I'm like, what, the, what, yeah, it's a, it's a deep fried egg with bacon, what, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, anywho, um, getting back to I don't even vomit comments. Uh, just Tom Cruise. You know this really started with my animal segment. So which I really veered off course on. The yeah, animal but segment.
0: you know it's it's a path that we go where the stream of thought takes us to a place where we're like I don't know where that how we ended up here. Yes. It's like trying to what write ha- write up one of these episodes, being like I don't know how we get here. Sometimes it's just where what the conversation ha- takes us. And
1: what happened to us? Exactly, because because another thing was this uh, this I don't know if you were familiar with it's it, it the video started making the rounds online a few weeks ago, but then over the last two days it's really gone mainstream with the video of in um, Indonesia with the monkey.
0: Oh, I did see, see that one. Yeah, we're... it is a
1: um, for anybody who hasn't seen it, and I highly recommend looking it up. Um, Creepiest and F. it is a and basically the way you could group in. And the Google search I might recommend is, is going to, to ruin the surprise of what it is. But if you Google searched monkey on motorcycles steals child, that's exactly what will come up. It was a video in, somewhere in Indo, Indo, Indonesia um, that nobody's really sure when it was taken, if it was recently. If it, but, it, but it is a real video. It has been confirmed to be a real video. And it shows a group of children in like an alleyway situation. And then out of nowhere, a monkey... That is not a big, you know, we're not talking like huge. This is more like capuchin-sized monkey. Like, it's not enormous. You know, for capuchin being like Marcel on Friends, like that that size. Outbreak monkey. Maybe Outbreak monkey. A little bit bigger. A little bit bigger than that, yeah. But it it pulls up on its motorcycle. This little scooter gets off and just yanks the smallest child in the group and start and pulls the child down the street. I think first, someone's first
0: pulling the, the monkey. I think the mo- monkey well, no, has... No, a, no, there's the monkeys
1: on its own. Monkey, that's, are you sure? That's, I th- yes. I think yeah. I saw,
0: like, a leash-type thing, so someone was, like, trying to reel him in.
1: Well, what the monkey does is the monkey first grabs the child and drags it by the clothes, then it loses grip, then it grabs the child by the hand and starts pulling, and then loses its grip, and then it grabs the child by its hair and starts pulling. Yeah. And, um... Whether or not the monkey was being directed by somewhere else, like the child, it was pulling the child. Yes, absolutely. Um, and it's yeah, and it's there's a lot, a lot, to unpack there. For from you know, first of all, a monkey stealing a child, but the motorcycles really the thing that gets me. Um, the, yeah, the the I'm not sure what sort of training they were doing there. Well, the training on the motorcycle is fairly obvious, I suppose, but stealing children is uh, you know
0: a thing that different. happens
1: is a thing that happens then we've got the, then there was that um other video i believe it was in india where the the monkeys were taking over like an entire town
0: oh the, after quarantine um, kicked in and uh yeah
1: it's yeah basically it was it was uh uh i believe it was like an area where tourists would generally feed yes these monkeys but the monkeys weren't getting fed because there were no more tourists. I could be wrong about being in India, but it was. Yeah, somewhere. I believe you're
0: right. No, no, I think you're right on the India because there there was a swarm of monkeys that were just like yeah. attacking.
1: Swarm of monkeys, and from you know from from all of us who were traumatized by Wizard of Oz at a young age with the flying monkeys, it was traumatizing to see all these monkeys. Um, then you've also got um, uh, the rats in New York that are eating homeless people. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, rats in New York. Uh, you heard me correctly. Are now have taken to eating homeless people. Um, basically, the, this is this. These are all the side effects of the the pandemic. That that. Uh, well, the the trained monkey that was stealing a child. I, I think I don't know if that was a little bit related. before, Probably,
0: probably. But yeah. but
1: yes, rats in New York City are becoming cannibals. They're eating their own, and they're also eating humans. Um, Basically what it amounts to, similar situation where you take their food supply away. Like generally speaking, rats feed on food in trash cans, dumpsters, you know, restaurant. They hang out like behind yep. restaurants yep. where there's trash, where, you know, where the food is left. on the, the, the infamous pizza rat that stole that slice of pizza many years ago that went viral on, on, the, in, on the World Wide Web. Yep. Um, and now their restaurants don't have food. They don't have trash. So rats need to eat something. so they've taken to eating their own and, or they've been attacking homeless people who are like laying, like sitting down in an alleyway or sitting down against buildings and the rats are coming up and eating them or yeah. trying to, yeah. I'm not saying they're succeeding, but they're trying to, so that rats are attacking, basically what it amounts to is rats are attacking humans.
0: Well, there's a new uh, uh, sci-fi movie. There's that. We, go, we... I, And
1: then, uh, the, the, to round it out on our world tour, um Chicago is being taken over by stray cats.
0: you had mentioned something about that a few weeks ago, yeah i don't so remember
1: th- if I got into it or not, yeah, basically, Chicago has a very large stray feral cat problem that they've always had, which you know major city i don't know why why it's specific to to l a or to chicago i don't know what the reason for that is, and this time of year it gets worse because of the weather you know, right. they they can come out and be about they're not frozen solid um And generally speaking, rescue groups around the city of Chicago collect them. Like it's it's a problem every year. They're well aware of the problem. They collect them. They go out. They find them. Collect them. Spay neuter. Try to get them adopted. Try to get them adopted if they can. Um, You know, it's it's sometimes with a feral cat, it's hard to get them back domesticated. But you know, you can try. But at the very least, they put them in shelters. But now all these shelters and rescue groups are shuttered, and unable to do that to complete that task. So the cats are taking over. So they said that Chicago currently has up to upwards of around two hundred thousand stray and feral cats just running around the city.
0: That's an and interesting. If you, you know,
1: Chicago is uh, downtown. Chicago is not terribly dissimilar to the way to the I am legend that New York City's become. So, and then what makes when an added kink to this story, which makes it more horror, more horrifying, is that you know cats. They found that cats are able to get COVID. COVID. COVID uh the cats and ferrets are the two uh, what at least what they've been able to find so far, the two most likely to get um, to uh, to get the disease. They have not been able to prove why, whether or not the cats can give it cats are getting it from humans, right, but they can they don't know yet if the cats can give it back to humans. but if it turns out that the cats can can transmit it back to humans, and you've got two hundred thousand cats running around Chicago, that's a horror movie.
0: Yes yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So the so the world is taking back over, and then
0: yeah, it's called the bubonic plague.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: but you know, that was transferred by rats. So, you know, hey.
1: Well, so, yeah, ma- malaria is transferred by mosquitoes. Sure. I mean, if things have always been transferred by other animals and such, but yeah. not to a level
0: of this magnitude. This, this is terrifying. Eh. This
1: is this is you might say this is almost like a pandemic of something. No, I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what's happening.
0: I don't. None of us do. That's the funny
1: thing. We have no idea. On the, on the plus side, though, at least California is getting cool natural things happening with the bioluminescent algae that's going on. Oh, yeah. The, that's, uh, I
0: haven't been able to see that. How
1: well, to, that's the problem. It, and it's, uh, for anybody um, not familiar, like, the, uh, the Pacific, I guess the Atlantic might too, but specifically the Pacific Ocean every year around this time gets a bloom of bioluminescent algae right. that are just out in the water. It gets, you know, it's 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 common in the oceans. Um, generally we're war- the water's warmer and the, the, I guess this year's algae bloom kind of similar to the super
0: bloom of last year with the, was poppies? Yeah, that, the pop- those? yeah. The flowers, out, super- the blue. Yeah. The, yeah. I don't know what the flowers actually called, but
1: so this year there is a, um, a, a an unusually large algae bloom out in the Pacific. It, it's usually, it's been offshore for the most part. Like you have to go a couple hundred feet offshore to, to really see it. Um, that, um yeah, basically, at night, the water starts glowing like this beautiful glow um looks you know looks like something out of the abyss the the as far as I'm concerned, the greatest underwater movie of all time um where yeah, and it gets the this this algae gets churned as the ocean kind of moves around, and like um animal, like fish that are like uh, there's been a lot of cool videos of dolphins that are swimming in right. It. And it, it lights up the dolphins. Like they look something like out of Tron. Like the, the way that they're lit up. And the dolphins are using it for their own um, maybe entertainment. Dolphins are smart enough that they might be using it for entertainment. But they're also using it because it helps them see better. Because it lights up the ocean.
0: Yeah. But
1: it's, but it's very cool. But now the problem, because people are stupid and idiots, and I hate them. What? Is that this is happening Every night. Um, now the the blooms are getting closer to the to the shore where you can see them from the beach at night. Yes. And what's happening is um, hundreds and hundreds of cars nightly are going to the beaches that are closed at night. They're going at night to go you know get their Instagram photos of the bioluminescent water, which is totally defeating the purpose of having the beaches closed because you know police don't really patrol them much at night. Um. So yeah, so they're ruining it for everybody. So just um.
0: Staying remember home. them
1: re- remember them kindly when we're still in quarantine 2 years from
0: now. Oh, Orange County's doing a good job of making sure that's going to happen. Uh Oh,
1: Orange County. I can't with those people.
0: Nomads they... a bar down there opened up yesterday. Ah, oh, those people. Because, you know, and I was just like they didn't the police came by, didn't do anything. Took out some tables and, you know, restricted their capacity yeah
1: the yeah well there's only so much you i mean i i mean they might i don't think it'll get to the point where they have to use violence to to like get you know i don't know
0: there well no some uh a security guard got shot the other day for telling someone to put a mask on in michigan so it it is a It is happening. We're going and
1: so. we're, we're in the bad place. I you know what I for one welcome our monkey monkey and cat overlord and rat overlords. Whichever gets us first, I don't know which will kill us first, but I'm I'm you know what Monkey I, overlord.
0: I, feel, I I like to see this. I would like to see Planet of the Apes come back and you know actually become a biopic.
1: If a, if a, if an executioner wasp ends it the fastest, like ends ends me the fastest, I'm cool with that. Um I feel like a I feel like rats would take
0: a while. Yeah. Um
1: yeah, well, this was an up, This was an upbeat episode. The, I, I mean, it
0: ha- it happens sometimes where we have to, you know, call it a day.
1: The end of the world as we know it is coming, and, uh,
0: but you know, hey, it we all we all have one thing in common: we all end at some point in time. Just how and when is the only thing we don't know.
1: Deep, that's deep. You.
0: I know it happens every so often with me. Yeah. But hey, for those of you who tuned turned in today, or tuned turned in tuned in, meh, you your uh not being able to talk is rubbed off today, Nate.
1: yeah, um yeah, for those of us, for those of you who did tune in, um I'm sorry that we're for being such a downer, but you know, like you just said, we're all gonna die one day, and you just have to appreciate it no hopefully awesome. we hopefully we make it to episode one hundred, maybe we don't.
0: All right, we're getting there
1: <laughs> who we, can say
0: we we'll get there, we'll get there be positive right, for you, a second, be positive for you, a second you say so right. well, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll get back to you next week maybe maybe who knows Uh, who does know who can say we got a lot of uh you know we're 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 having fun piecing this stuff together on the fly shall we say yeah
1: that's true Uh, i'm having a blast
0: well that's good same here i'm enjoying it it's a nice little you know keep the mind off things kind of thing yeah and the fact that uh it's easy to edit these ones especially is it
1: easier than before
0: um in a way yeah so because the sounds are I'm I'm not worried about as when there's only one person talking back and forth the audio quality is much easier to control